Well, that, that music means one thing. We've got ha- over half an hour to talk uh, the world going with Carlos Alberto Diego, and God knows there's a lot to talk to you about this afternoon, my friend. How Absolutely, are you? Andy, and uh, I feel like I'm awash with world football at the moment. It's good. Well, it's, and tell me about that, because this, yeah. there's something's happened in the last five or six days that I think your game, when well, I say your game, yeah. the game has been yearning for for a very, very long time. Yeah, well, I, I remember when we were the old inner cell mob just uh, crying out for emulating what the AFL are doing in a media sense. Mm. Of course, the AFL own this town. And we can never, ever uh, say anything different. And it may never, ever change. And uh, it, for me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change. But for many, many years when the NSL was running and we were getting two and 3,000 people a game and we just couldn't, you know, the accessibility of the game for everyone out there to enjoy just wasn't there. You know, we'd be crying out you know, every day of the year, 365 mm. days a year, there'd be a, a major story that the AFL would, uh, you know, send through its media networks and there'd be a story yep. every day. Yep. Yep. Uh, what I've loved over the last five or six days over the Easter period, over the holiday period, was on Thursday night we had an international. On Friday night we had a big A-League game. Saturday we had A-League games. Sunday we had A-League games. Last night, big interest in the game with Melbourne City. Of course, tonight we've got a World Cup qualifier. Yep. It's what we cry out for, mm. and we're in the AFL season too. Mm. Uh, for Probably. me, from a sports perspective and giving accessibility to the game uh, to everyone – as long as there's stories out there and there's uh, drama and controversy and there's you know a bit of hope, there's a bit of everything. That's great for the. Do game. you get a sense that it cuts through that it is cutting through more now than it has in your entire lifetime as a, a fan of the game, particularly one in a city like Melbourne? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I've got only anecdotal stories of just friends of mine ringing me up and suddenly talking about. Bruno Fornaroli. Yeah, yeah, I mean, these yeah. guys know nothing about the game. And in mm. fact, back in the old NSL game, they, they were wondering, what the hell are you doing going to an NSL game? Why do you follow the Socceroos? They're crap, you know? Mm. Uh, and these guys would be saying, and I'll be going to the AFL with them too, the, you know, the VFL, you know, watch games with them. And they couldn't understand what my pull was to, to the round ball code. And, uh, and now they'll, they'll ring up and they're taking interest and they're, they're more curious about the game. So mm. there's not this thing, I'd never go to an A-League game. It's more Carlos, when can we go? Which game should we go to. I want to get tickets for my for my husband or my wife, uh, you know, for their birthday to go and see a derby. How do I do it? Yep, so yep. there's a lot more of those sort of questions. And we we nearly got ten thousand last night. I know we're only talking little mm. steps, right? But it was nearly ten thousand. For some reason, this is an important barrier. We want to see five figures associated with Melbourne City games every single time they open the gates to a game. There, and I must admit, I I thought last night. I had a fear last night. I actually thought, I hope this game doesn't get lost in the Easter weekend and, you know, Hawthorne, Geelong and just people not in their regular sort of, you know, the rhythm of life. Yep. But it, I don't think it did. Nearly 10,000 people turned up last night and again, they'll be back. They that, will be back. That is a great pickup by you because in, in, in my mind, I, not only do I see wanting a, another strong Melbourne team in this, uh, in this marketplace, I'm wanting to see people who aren't going to the A-League see what they're going to do. And I'm not saying they're going to suddenly follow Vic, uh, City, but they, they're probably going to see a great international class player in mm. a Bruno Fornaroli, mm. an Aaron Moy or a Navio. Yep. And, you know, from the what was really disappointing a couple of weeks ago, Melbourne City and Brisbane played on the Friday night and we were doing the you know the final whistle after the game, and the, and the crowd figure was seven and a half. Yep. And, and I just thought, you know, what does Melbourne City have to do to start drawing some of these people who aren't following Melbourne Victory. And there's a lot of them out there that aren't following Melbourne Victory at the moment, You know, however, however well Victory's going. And 
it was so pleasing for me to see. And people say, well, it's not earth-shattering, an extra two and a half rocking up to a game. But for Melbourne City, if that was organic and there wasn't free tickets, mm. if that was organic, that was fantastic because they're purely coming to watch a player or two players, and hopefully if the team continues to get some success, they might win the Premier's Plate in two weeks' time. You know, this is a team that might win the, the league in two weeks' time. Hopefully that they, these people might come back and start saying, well, City's my team. Oh, I agree with you. I, I, I'd love to know where those two and a half, three thousand people, the extra came from, and hopefully they are tweaking. I mean, you look at the back page today, of course, it's all Patrick mm. Dangerfield, but a big splash across the back page of the Herald Sun, Bruno Fornaroli. Yeah. So, so they, the Herald Sun is deeming, they know their 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 gut feel is that there's enough in this bloke now, this individual, to start splashing his name and his face and the team's colours across the back on a day when footy is here. And you know they could have done any. They could if they wanted to splash across the top of that back page. It could have been any. It could have been World Club cricket. It could have been Stall yep. gift. It could have been Shield cricket. Could have been anything. But no, no, they deemed that the second most alluring sports story we can point to on the inside of it, but it wasn't even another footy story. It was Bruno Fornaroli, such as he captured the imagination of people in this city. And that is a huge breakthrough, even though we're getting more and more of this all the time. That's a huge breakthrough if you have lived every day of the game through the old NSL and watched what the media was doing, how they were reporting it, whether we were going to get any any space in papers yep. or on, online, and what's happening now. It means that Ever so slowly, people getting that little bit of respect for the game. Uh, that's a great athlete, Bruno Fornaroli. I'm going to watch him. I've yep. seen some little I've heard snippet. people talk about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah I've yeah, seen yep, some yep. snippets of his goals. Everyone's saying, did you see the goal last night? Yep. The one he created for Norvegia to finish and then the one he scored, just uh, incredible. Yep. And, and, the, and the way the opposition defenders now are petrified of him. There was one stage where he had the ball. There was five defenders around him. They were so petrified that suddenly it was like Moses parting the Red Sea. Uh, he, he had this opening. That he, I think he surprised himself. And it was only a Glenn Moss save that actually uh, stopped him from scoring. But that's the effect this guy's having on opposition defenders now. Um. It didn't stop as impressive as they were again last night. They got a huge game coming up this week over in Perth. I mean, that, that, mm. the, the magnitude and importance of that game speaks for itself, really. If you have a look at the ladder and where everybody is, and Perth and Melbourne City in particular, with two games to go, so we we take it on board that that is a big game. But it didn't stop Ernie Merrick last <laughs> night from making a comment after match. And I know you want to talk about this. So the Wellington coach after Melbourne City knock them over three nil comfortably last night uh, had this to say. I think they were a little bit inconsistent early on and they were conceding a lot of goals but uh, they seem to have got it right up front with Novillo and, and um, Fornaroli with service predominantly from Moy which I know they didn't miss him tonight but he's a crucial part of this squad so provided defensively in midfield in the back line play consistently I, I think they'll do very well in the finals and they're on a roll now and they've stabilised the squad they used to change the team week in week out when they didn't have to now they've got a fairly stable team and they're playing well, so they've probably come good at the right time. I still think Victory's got a better squad, though, and a better team. What was that all about, Andy? I mean, that's got to be mind games in some way. That's got to be him contributing to a bit of turmoil here in Melbourne because it makes no sense on any level that Victory's squad right now is better than City squad. So why would Ernie say that? You tell me why would say that. Has he still got mates back at Victory who... He's just looking to, you know, victory maybe starting to, in the rearview mirror, the whole city 
you know, the, 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 the monster and giant that they are, are they starting to get closer to them in the rearview mirror? Are, they, are people at Melbourne Victory starting to get a bit jumpy about you know, what, what the backing of the city group might have? And off the SMS before, a bigger issue is going to be when, Mel, when, when Manchester City start loaning players to Melbourne City. Then you're going to really see the, the chickens come home to roost. Is there the people that you talk to at Victory or about to about regarding Melbourne Victory? Are they starting to become alarmed about what's what's coming up behind them here? Oh no, I think they'd look at it as a challenge. Personally, I think Melbourne Victory. The minute uh, 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 City uh, announced their big. Uh, facility there at Latrobe, yep. this world-class facility they've got. Uh, for me, just on the quiet, I asked a few people who were in the know there at Victory, how, what's their response going to be? And they said, don't worry, we'll respond to that. And uh, and they didn't need Manchester City money or City Group money to do that. So I think there's talk of some facility or some sort of academy that Victory have been working on, but they'll go at their own pace. Mm. They're a big club and they don't need uh, necessarily... Um, you know, to be riled by what City's doing right now. Uh, they've got good people there running it. You know, Trimboli and, uh, you know, uh, Robbo, uh, Ian Robson, and, uh, of course, the coach, Kevin Musket. These guys have been around the block, but they love a challenge too. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's how... But the, the, the Merrick comment was very, very interesting because people say, oh, yeah, he's probably, you know, giving a bit of a leg up to his old mates there at Victory. He hasn't got many mates there at Victory anymore. Mm. Uh, you've got to remember, they, they sacked him. And uh, there hasn't been a lot of that since he's left. It's not like there's, they, they, there's big hugs when he comes back no, that's home. That's true. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that was all about. He's smart enough also know, to know that that would have got traction in the media. Mm. And it has. And it caught my attention. But by, but by no measure is victory. Uh, they're not playing as well anywhere as, as well as City. They're man for, uh, person, player for player. They're, they're, uh, they're either got some of their great players who are down at the moment or just battling at the moment, whereas uh, City have really found their groove and, uh, and they're playing some terrific football. 9-4-2-9-11-16. Who would you rather go watch at the moment? And I know with this week we're going to be, of course, the Melbourne Victory hardliners are going to say, don't even bother asking me because you're going to go. But if you're not aligned and you just like the game in this city, 9-4-2-9-11-16, who and why would you rather go and watch at the moment? I want to talk to you about Melbourne Victory on the other side of the break. Can too. I just add a little bit more to that to the people out there? Who has got the better squad? Who has got the better team right now? Yeah, has Ernie, question, has Ernie got any um, you know, credence at all in saying what he said last night or is he just trying to throw a bit of a bomb and just shoot off back to Wellington? Carlos in the studio talking football. Who's got the better squad? Melbourne City or Melbourne Victory? Is Ernie Merrick right in what he said after City had knocked over Wellington 3-0 on the weekend? Pete is in Wheelers Hill and has jumped on the line. G'day, mate. Hey, boys, how are you? Good. That's good. Diehard Victory fan, seven-year member at the moment. Um, I love watching Melbourne City play, to be honest, at the moment. Like, I put it down to one thing. They must be rorting the salary cap because with Navio, <laughs> Moy and uh, Fornaroli there, I don't know how it works. But, um, look, I think defensively, if Victory have uh, Del Pierre, who's by far the best defender in the league, and Ansel playing, I think they're pretty solid. Other than that, I think City's got them covered at the moment. Like, They've got Fitzgerald, they've got Caceres, who's, who can't get a game at the moment. Um, they've brought in some good players. It's, I love it because it's two good teams in Melbourne. Um, but, yeah, Victor were brilliant on Friday night, but they're, they're struggling at the moment overall. And, yeah, City are just looking really, really good. And, and hopefully it ends up being a, you know, if City slipped down to third, a, a victory versus City's first final, that'd be That'd be massive, and, and I'm confident Victory could get a result. But, geez, they're, they're, they're looking really, really good at the moment. Is, is Pete your real name? And have we put a voice, <laughs> have we put some kind of voice um, altering? Uh, because if you really are a Victory fan, Pete, and you're saying that 
uh, and your mates are going to hear you saying that. You may not be all that popular when you get back together. Uh, it's a real name, mate. I just, like I said, I never used to watch City because I found them boring, but like Aaron Moy's a gun, he's a soccer, you have to love him. Um, and Fornaroli, although, like I said, he's a diving little Uruguayan. He's that first game in the Derby uh, this year when he turned uh, Del Pierre mm. and scored that goal from that moment, you knew he was just going to be good for the league. Um, well, I hate them. I hope they fail, but, yeah. <laughs> good on you. Good on you. And there's a big chance that they might meet in the finals too. Uh, you know, and, and, of course, that's always going to be big. And if they don't meet in the early games, they might meet in the grand final, which will be huge. And uh, if you want anything – and what, what I liked about Barisha, by the way, uh, last week on the Friday, I think they played, on the Friday night, uh, that uh, he, he was actually remonstrating with the referee. He was pushing people over. That stuff – that we said the other day, I'm looking for him to pick a fight. Yeah. Now, I, want, I know it's school holidays. I want the little kids to emulate this, but he needs to pick a fight. Get engaged. Yeah, really, because yeah. he needs the contact. He needs the yeah. arguments. He needs – and I think once you've got that, suddenly uh, Barisha's – even though he scored, he's had a great season, scored more goals than any victory player in in, a, in one season. Uh, but still, when you're comparing him to someone like a Fornaroli or even a McLaren, he's probably a bit disappointed he's not up there with them. I've got, I've got a theory I want to put to you in a moment. Leo's in South Yarra at uh, 20 to 3. Hi, mate. G'day there, fellas. Look, thanks for taking the call. All I've got to say to Melbourne City Football Club is, damn you. You've won me over. <laughs> I hated the A-League. I'm a South Melbourne Hellas fan. I remember the good old days, and they were good old days. Mm. And and under pressure, okay, I decided to go to victory last week <laughs> and City last night, and it just blew all the way. Yeah. So, Leo, what, what was it? Sorry, sorry, Leo. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go, go ahead. What amazes me about my Melbourne City experience is I was sitting with people that actually knew about the game. Mm. They were talking tactics for 90 minutes, and they were funny and engaging. And I didn't feel like I was going to get lynched because I wasn't one of them. Whereas at the Victory, there's just this vibe that I don't... I just don't want to. I'm sorry. There are more people there, but City all the way. So, So, Leo, why were you fighting it? I know you're a South Melbourne fan and maybe a little aggrieved that they didn't get a licence in, in this A-League competition. And I understand that fully. I know a lot of South Melbourne fans. I know a lot of Melbourne Knights fans who are really, really upset about that and they will be for the rest of their lives. They won't, they won't ever you know, cross over to the A-League. Why, what, what was your reason for staying away, fighting it for so long? And what is it about, did, did Bruno Fornaroli attract you to the game or was it just time for you to go? It was look. It was a particular mate of mine who um, who said, "You just got to come and watch this guy, and if you don't like it, we'll need to talk about this again." In terms of what I feel, it wasn't just that the clubs like you know South Melbourne and the Knights and whatever weren't weren't admitted into the new league. It was this historical revisionism of they were the bad old days, and we shan't ever talk about them. And I used to hate that people acted as though there was no soccer in this town or in this country before the victory came along. Absolutely. You know, there was this ethnic connotation of being ethnic's no good. They were the bad old days. But it's okay to have Scotland the Brave as your club song. Mm. You know what I mean? So there was this underlying hypocrisy, I think. But I was just blown away last night. The people were lovely. And and I don't think we've seen anything in this country like Fornaroli since maybe the Duca, I'm going to say.
Yeah. Good on you, Leo. Good and, on you. Good call. Leo's got a fantastic point there. I, I, I get to a lot of the MPL games, which is the, the, the competition below the A-League in Victoria, and, and a lot of the people I've known for 30, 40 years involved in, the, in football won't go to the A-League because uh, you know, they're, they're yep. angry and they're, they're, they feel disaffected. Uh, but Leo's spot on about this, uh, this idea that they, feel, they, don't, they don't feel like it's theirs. But some of the best minds in football, if you want to talk, I mean, we talk for hours, just uh, you know, me and you, are, you know, in the in the ad breaks and so forth. But you want to talk football with some really, really knowledgeable people? Get down to go the to lower go. leagues, yeah, okay, yeah lower yep, yep. leagues, and hook up with some people that become friends with people and start talking. They know football backwards, and we're missing that at the A League level too. By the way, yeah, great, Leo. You picked up a couple of cans. Volvo Life Paint, Volvo, great sponsors of the show. I don't know whether you're a bike rider or not, or if you're a dog walker uh, with the darker, uh, the shorter days coming on, this stuff potentially can save your life, Leo. So we'll give you a couple of cans of the Volvo Life Paint. It's a very, very good call. Will is in Brunswick West, uh, 16 minutes to three. Hi, mate. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you. Yeah, I went to the game last night and I was well impressed. I was well impressed with the football. Last year, I went to watch them play against, uh, this is Melbourne City I'm on about, Watched them play against Brisbane, and it was just flat. The passing was flat. But last night, the confidence in the players it was unreal. I've never seen that in A-League for a while. And uh, I weren't too sure to go for victory or City, but I just can't get over the name Melbourne victory. It's like saying Leicester legends. But um, <laughs> other than that, I think, I think it's great. And I think give, it, give the league some time, City some time, and they'll win over some fans. It just takes time. And it's good for the competition to have two Melbourne teams. I heard on the radio the other day, they were saying, oh, I'll put it in Geelong. But no, nah, get Geelong to have a team. Yeah. Cities for Melbourne, you know. You've got to have the rivals here. You have it with the AFL, and it's great. You just need it in the football. Get some, you know, it needs time. And it's going to be great, you know. Good call, yeah. Will. Good call. Appreciate it. And uh, with, uh, judging by his accent, he probably knows his football. Yeah, He's got a long I history would. and yeah. heritage in the game, so he understands what looks great. Uh, and I've, I've had a lot of friends come over from overseas who are entrenched in their leagues overseas, and I'll come home and watch an A-League game, and they'll say that the standard of the game, if they've been here for a couple of weeks, I'll say the standard of the A-League is as good as the mid-range games or even the better games where they... You know, people keep on thinking in Europe every week is a blinding week of football. It's, it's not. No. A lot of it is garbage. Yeah. It's just a standard. is not... Or the quality of the game's not been great. So we shouldn't be putting down what we see in the A-League here because Bruno Fornaroli, a great goal by him, is great, watchable across the world. Anyone can... So- so does Johnny Van Skip deserve any credit here, or is it just the fact that suddenly he's got a couple of players who have clicked, and they're just they're driving this ship? Because we don't hear the manager get much of a pat on the back here, and yet there are a lot of people calling for his head in his previous incarnation. Oh, he, so, look, if it wasn't such a strong leadership with the City Group and by Brian Marwood and, and probably people within Scotty Munn and John Delitzer at that club, John Van Skip would be gone right now. So if you've got that hammering for what was happening back then, you've got to give him the credit about what's going on mm-hmm. here. Now, I don't see them train every day, but you could see the issues with the defence, the issues with uh, issues with players who, who weren't up to it. He's moved them on. He's got more depth now that all the players are back injured. He's managing them better. Remember, we were going through this period where they were getting calf injuries every training session. You're wondering what's going on. They're on top of that now. You're not hearing anything. This team is two games away from winning the Premier's plate and winning it in style. Now, 
we talked about the Perth game, that is enormous. Not only because Huge. of the points, but also to finally dispel this whole idea that they're brittle. And I know people say, how can you say they're brittle? But this is the ultimate test before a final. Them beating Perth in Perth, a team that's won 14 out of the last 15 games and playing great football. They're the form team of the competition. You go over there and take the points. You've won everyone over. Craig's on the road uh, and wants to join in the conversation about the the emergence of City and the squad v squad debate that's been rolling around today. Hi, mate. G'day, Andy. How are you going? Good, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Look, I'm fascinated with the development of both squads at the moment. I'm, I'm a very strong victory supporter, about to be 10 years next year. Uh, look, I, I'm excited about victory at the moment. Uh, obviously, with the news lately of a lot of our players departing the club, I think it opens the door for what we've been waiting for, a victory all season. And we've liked the looks of when it's happened with players like Ingham and, and Nutmeg Negro coming in. Look, we've really enjoyed that. And that, that has been something I think that as victory fans has probably given us a bit of excitement for what's going to happen in the, in the upcoming years. Yes, the turnover is going to be hard. And I think especially players like Barbarousas we're going to miss. But I'm not upset with where the list's at, and I'm pretty excited about what victory you're going to have to offer in the years coming. Yeah, Craig, I'm really excited about you know wiping the slate. Clay. Costa Barbarous has been fantastic, but it was like Marcos Rojas a few years ago. Everyone yeah. thought, what are we going to do when we lose him? Mm. But you, you move on, and a club the size of victory would be out there looking to uh, to emulate what City's done with Fornaroli or even beat it because they, why should they settle for what City's doing? They'll go out and beat it. And there's, I just hope they pick the right person to compliment the Brishes, to compliment these kids that you're talking about. And I just think there's some exciting times there for victory. Was that enough on the weekend though for you to see from them that they're they've still got a shot to fire this year? They've still got a shot to fire because of their guts and determination. There's some spirit in that squad, and they all played for each other. You could tell by the man hugs before the game in the change rooms. Uh, we had the vision of all that. They were playing for. Each each other. For me, in general play, they were probably outplayed by West Sydney Wanderers. But as far as grit and determination and absolutely wanting to win that game, they did. And if uh, now they're only two games away from the uh, from the finals, they're going to make it anyway. Yeah. Uh, if they set themselves and really at least bring that to the table, every team should be frightened. There's a great old syndrome in sport. Though. I've seen this in other team sports, in other competitions. Great teams in decline often get themselves up for a big mm. performance every now and again. Backs are against the wall. Everybody's writing us off. Everyone's saying we're finished. And they all find a game here or a two-game stretch there where they can re-stoke the fire and they remind everybody of what they're capable of, but they can't sustain it. And that now, the one thing about this with victory is that there's not that long to go. That, this mm. is not an eight-week stretch that they have to get themselves up for here. So maybe the timing of this... Yeah. I mean, mathematically, they can still drop out, but they won't. They They'll won't. make yep. it. Yep. And then they've got three games to get to the grand final, yeah, all, including the grand final. All out for 251, the South Australian. So Victoria are going to have about 190 to get to win the Shield final. So big, big. Michael's in Northcote. Uh, sorry to digress. G'day, Mick. G'day, guys. Uh, good conv- good topic, this one. Uh I think that at this stage, victory is still the champions. And until City actually wins something with his squad, they sort of not not haven't achieved their uh, goal. Um, in saying that, victory showed what what class they are against Western Sydney the other day. And in their last meeting against City, uh, victory was should was unlikely not to win that game. So when the big games come around, victory usually show their teeth a bit more a bit more tougher. 
Yeah, look, I, no, no question, and that's I think what Ernie was alluding to also that Victory's been there and done there, done that. And he, they will also he would also put his money on that team in the finals because they've got the experience. But you know, when City play well, they'll rise to the occasion against the good sides. It's the it's the it's the lesser sides like a Newcastle or a Wellington yep, Phoenix yep. away where they've let themselves down. They've got two big games to go. If they can beat Perth in Perth Huge. or get a draw there and then beat Adelaide. They deserve to win this league. And if they deserve to win the league, they are the better side. Huge. Uh, we've got a minute and a half, and it's I can't believe we've got a minute and a half left. <laughs> but what did you take out of the Tajikistan performance? 7-0 route, normally we'd just say no. But did you take anything in particular out of that? Yeah, the way we went about the route. Uh, in the past, when we've uh, played teams like that, we've beaten them 7-0. And it's usually one or two people with good performances mm. or great performances, and that's it. We see a pattern of play now. We've been seeing this. Edgeposter-Cogley has been trying to build this for years now. And uh, since he took over before the World Cup in 2014, and now we're seeing a pattern of play. These guys are motivated, fighting for position. He's got depth all of a sudden. Brad Smith. Uh, yeah. what, a, what a find for yeah. this. He's, a Liverpool, he's got to be a great Liverpool player. He's got to be a great player for Australia. Tommy Rogic, floating on Finally. air. Finally. Oh, finally. Please put him in cotton wool. Yes. Uh, but then you've got Luongo and you've got Moy in the same midfield. Oh, it's it's mouth-watering. Gianni, the, the kid they've picked up from, uh, you know, the, the Greek-Australian yep. who now yep. can play for us. Timmy didn't even play. So I'm not saying that we it was a brilliant performance or champagne, but it's the way we're going about it now. I can't wait for tonight. Jordan, tonight, uh, and we step through to the next phase, all things being a goal. Uh, it's been fun. Thanks, mate.